Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where we learn all about building resilience in ourselves and helping others build it too. We draw from the principles of positive psychology and coaching to help you face adversity and do more than just survive. We want you to thrive. We are certified life coaches and speech language pathologists, and we will help you manage your mind, your emotions, and become the very best version of yourself, version 2.0. Let's get started. This is Heather Stables and Leah Davidson, and this is the Building Resilience Podcast, episode 12, The Healthy Way to Deal with Feelings. Hi, Leah. Hello, Heather. How are you today? Oh, I'm so wonderful. I just got back from a long dog walk at the beach. I love the beach. I take It's a short drive away, and there's an off-leash dog park. It's forested and lots of beach, and the days are getting so warm. It's lovely. And I bet you Bella loves it when you take her there. Oh, my goodness. She's such a nut. You would never know she's nine years old. So I have a beagle. Her name is Bella and she's anything but a Bella. I'll tell you that much. She's a little <laughs> rascal. She and like super scent motivated. She is like a fence hopping, treat begging, cement truck chasing. She is a handful, but I love her so much. That's a contrast to my dog. I have a Westie, West Highland Terrier, Reggie, and he thinks he's the king of the house to start with. And uh, I mean, he's got so much attitude. We love him, but Westies have a lot of attitude and they are not good walkers. So to get from our house to the corner, it can take us an hour. So we don't have too many volunteers jumping around to say, I'll walk the dog. But anyhow, we love him too. I, I didn't realize how amazing it is to have a pet. I'd never had pets growing up and having a dog is pretty special. He's definitely my favorite child. Don't tell me. <laughs> he's definitely my favorite child. He's so excited to see me every single time. I'll go outside to get the mail. And when I come back in, he's like, oh, there you are. Like he hasn't seen me for years. So it's pretty awesome. I know unconditional love. Don't get me oh, started. That's the exact, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. We should do a podcast on how we should all be dogs. Unconditional love. That's how yeah. we can learn from them. Yeah. Well, totally. we can have one coming up. <laughs> we can, but all right. Today, we're not going to be talking about that. We are continuing our talk about emotions. Last week, we talked about why we have them, what they are. We talked about some of the ways that we deal with them. And we said that we can resist, we can react, we can avoid, which is kind of distraction. And those are the main three that people go to. And your homework last week was to ask yourself, what is your go-to? How do you usually respond to your emotions? Do you resist them? So pushing back against them, denying reality, trying to change the circumstance, keeping that beach ball pressed down under the water so that nobody knows it's there. Or do you react? Do you just let loose and let your emotions go crazy, go wild and have them scattered around you? Or do you avoid and distract and turn to buffering activities, which we talked about all the over, the over drink, overeat, over shop, overspend, overwork. Do you do all those things that um, distract you from dealing with the actual emotion? None of them are bad per se in the sense that we all do them. 
if you're human, you're going to be doing them. But sometimes we have a go-to tendency. So just, did you have a chance to think about that? What about you, Heather? Did you think about what your go-to tendency is? Yeah, I think I'm probably avoidant. That would be my dominant one. If there's a handful of reports to do, I'll start vacuuming or I'll, I'll do. Are you an over cleaner? <laughs> My house has never been tidier when there's lots of things to do. Yeah. And like we said last time, it's not that avoiding and distracting is always a bad thing. Sometimes we do need to take that break. It's when there's a net negative result. So it's not a bad thing if you're an over cleaner, cause you'll have a sparkly house, but it is a bad thing if you don't get anything else done and your net negative result is it's just a way of you procrastinating. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. So today we're going to talk about a fourth alternative, and this is the healthy alternative. And this is a process. So we're going to spend some time talking about how to allow, how to process, how to go through, and how to digest emotion. And this is really the way we gain authority over emotions in order to move forward. So that's why we consider it a healthy alternative. Now, I'm sure you've heard there's no way around a negative emotion. As they say, the only way around is through, which means we need to learn to process them. And this is a lifelong thing, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it takes a lot. It's a, it's a skill that we really, really have to develop in order to move forward and get comfortable with unpleasant or difficult emotions. Now, this requires getting curious and willing to experience the vibrations in our body when we find that there isn't, they're not such a big deal after all. Yeah. And I just want to say, I remember when I was going through my divorce and talking to a woman who was like a couple of years ahead of me post-divorce. And she had said to me, the only way through it is through it. Because I was asking her, what are some of the tricks? What are some of the ways that I can work around and speed this process up and deal with all these emotions? And she kept on saying to me, the only way through it is through it. And I really didn't understand it until I went through it and realized that all the emotions, I had to allow them. I had to sit with them. I, I wish I had some of the things that we're going to offer you today, some of the steps that we're going to offer you. I did get some great help from friends and therapists and, and family that helped me process the emotion because it really needs to be processed for you to get to the other side of things. And to be honest, with a lot of emotions, emotions will keep reappearing in your life and you may have to process them over and over again. And that's okay. We want to process them because otherwise they do their own thing. They can, they can stay in your body. They can cause all sorts of havoc in your life if you're not willing to process them. So I really do love that only way through it is through it. And most people are so hesitant to open themselves up to negative emotions because they, they imagine the experience is going to be intolerable, which at times it, it does sort of feel intolerable or worse yet, they feel like they're going to fall into some sort of black hole and they won't be able to climb out and they won't be able to deal with it, but you are able to deal with it. But at times, some of these unpleasant ones, they do feel intolerable, but we're here to help you develop a process to learn how to tolerate them. That's right. And with practice, they get more tolerable. Mm -hmm. So you get better at processing difficult emotions. 
So today we're going to give you some steps to take to process emotions. And they really don't have to go in this order. It's non-linear. So you could go back and forth between the steps, but here are some of the steps. We'll give you a general outline first before we dive into the specifics. The first thing is stop and listen to the vibration in your body. This is where the awareness comes in. That vibration in your body, it really wants your attention. It wants to be heard. So after you have some awareness, then I want you to identify the emotion. I want you to label it. We want to put some language on it. So you're going to use your emotional vocabulary to label it. You're going to find one word and the one word, who knows what it is. It could be anxious or sad or scared or worried or frustrated or lonely. Now, if it's more than one word, if it's like a phrase or a sentence, chances are that's not the feeling that is a thought. So you want to really distill it down to one word to make sure you're not just creating more thoughts, but that you are sticking to the feeling. And sometimes it can be hard to identify what the emotion is, and that's okay. Because as you start to process the emotion, you may start to see that it is not the one that you had labeled. And so you go back and you just find another label for it. Now, the third step is to actually drop into your body. Remember that emotions are just chemicals vibrating through your body and they're all caused by a thought. For example, worry. Worry comes from thoughts like, I don't know what's gonna happen. He should have been here by now. I wonder what, was, what she was thinking when she said that. So our thoughts release a chemical called cortisol that vibrate through our body. And other emotions create other chemicals, but we don't have to know more than that right now. That's right. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of neurochemical reactions that happen when we have thoughts and they cascade through our body. We're just talking about the ones that don't feel so good. And so basically you want to roll with it. You're not going to resist it. You want to ask yourself, is this emotion worth listening to and doing something about? Is it trying to teach me something? If so, then you need to process it. If not, you just need to notice it and let it go, which is what we're going to talk about in a little bit. So you'll know whether you want to process it or let it go by the action that the feeling fuels. So if it fuels you to move forward, then it is worth processing this emotion. So a good example is grief. That's the kind of emotion that when you process it, it, it helps you to be moving forward. If it's an emotion that keeps you stuck, like confusion and overwhelm, then it's good to notice it and just let it go. But we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Yeah, so that's the that's an overview. That's the big picture. But we're going to give you a few more details because I think learning how to process emotions can be tricky. It can seem tricky anyway. It's not, though. It, it takes practice. Simple but not easy. I love that expression. Mm -hmm. So the more we can help you understand what to do, I think the easier it can be when you find yourself in a situation where you're confronted with a difficult emotion. So here is how the process goes. Firstly, you're going to name the emotion. So you're going to give it a label with an emotional vocabulary word. And just a, a reminder, it's one word. And sometimes it's difficult to put your finger on the exact emotion. I think for many of us, we use generic emotions like happy, sad, angry, frustrated, and that's okay. Don't get too concerned about the precise language, you can always come back to that after you go through the next steps and land on an emotion that, that feels more accurate. So maybe it's disappointed or resentful or an emotion that we don't 
not a go-to generic one. That's right. So the next thing you're going to do, you got your nice little label. You're just going to make sure that you're relaxed. And the first thing to do is you're going to breathe into it. You want to be in as safe a place as possible with your body. And as you know, from our previous podcast, if we want to go from stress to rest, we need to start or we can start with breathing. So take some deep breaths. You want to make sure that you are feeling good, comfortable at least. You want to get your nervous system as calm as you possibly can. So breathe into it using whatever technique you like using or just some controlled steady breathing. Okay, the next thing is you want to think body scan. You want to think about scanning all of the muscles in your bodies. So start at your hands, your shoulders, your neck, your face. You can really start up and then go down. You can start wherever you want, but relax into it. It'll release tension. Resisting will only add pressure. So this tension needs to be felt. Go through your body consciously and try to relax it. And sometimes it helps to tense up a body part slowly and then relax it. So like a squeeze in your hand and then a release, relax. And think about relaxing into the tension you feel, kind of like a wet noodle. You can witness it. And where, where is this feel, feeling primary located? What part of your body does it settle into? That's right. So you just want to sort of get that general location because now we're going to take some time to get really curious. You're going to describe what is happening in your body. What are the sensations that you're actually feeling? And you want to do it objectively, almost clinically. And the reason we want to do that is we're not trying to amp the emotion up. So I always give the example of if I'm describing it to somebody saying like, oh, I feel a tightness in my throat. That's very different than saying, I feel like somebody is squeezing my throat and squeezing the living daylights out of me, which one of them is sort of clinical. You're just describing it. The other one actually is so much more dramatic and that can actually intensify your emotion. So you want to try to remove all that dramatic language from everything and just stick to the objective clinical what is happening. So you're going to objectively ask yourself, what does this feeling really feel like in your body? It could feel tense, buzzing, heavy, pressure. Where is it located? Is it in your throat? That's a common place. Your neck, your shoulders, your chest, your abdomen. Where does it begin and end? Does it move and how? What does it look like? Picture it. What does its size look like, its shape, its color, its texture? So for example, oh, this is worry. I feel it right here in my chest. It's like a tightness. And it can be challenging sometimes to find the language to describe it because emotions can be so abstract. And how many times do we think about what they look like <laughs> or where they yeah. are in our body? <laughs> like, exactly. We don't usually, this is not something, this is why it takes practice because this is not something usual. And you may wonder like, well, what do you even mean? Like the shape and the color. But if I said something to you, like I'm feeling anger and the color is like a bright sunny yellow, you might be like, really, that's the color? No, because anger for a lot of people is represented maybe by a red, a fiery red or a different color. Or if I'm feeling like dread, 
also it's not going to be, oh, it's this bright, bright pink. No, normally dread, if you would think of a color as so maybe a dark gray or even a, a black. So it takes practice to do this, but I want you to imagine like you're describing it to like a Martian or an alien who has no clue what it's like to experience emotions. So you want to be super descriptive and just sit with it and keep describing it. Now, describing an emotion, it allows you to step back from the emotion and it actually gives yourself a little bit of relief sometimes from that emotion. Because obviously what we're trying to do is we are trying to give ourselves some relief to allow it to go through us. So by describing it, we become the watcher. And we aren't that emotion. We just are a human having that emotion because that can be really powerful, just that in itself. Mm -hmm. I like the witnessing part. It's like almost mm -hmm. imagining yourself across the room in a chair and you're just, you're seeing, you're seeing yourself objectively. That really helps mm -hmm. rather than being in your body, being out of your body and imagining that. So emotions can feel extremely intense. If you've ever suffered from panic or anxiety, exactly how that, that, how intense it can be. And if it helps, remind yourself that you created this emotion by a thought. So you created it. But an emotion doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to make sense right now at all. It just needs to be processed. That's the, that's the primary goal right here. But again, sometimes... If you can help distance yourself from that emotion, remember you are not the emotion. You're a human who's experiencing an emotion because of a thought in your mind. It's also important to bring up, and we've talked about this numerous times on the podcast, that sometimes our thoughts are unconscious. So it may be hard for you to figure out, well, what thought is, is causing this? Or maybe it is like a body memory. Maybe it is some type of trauma. So you may not be able to put your finger on the actual thought, so don't get hung up on that. And that's why we're not saying right now, figure out what thought is causing the emotion because it could be unconscious. Tell yourself, remind yourself, like, it's okay. You know, these are just thoughts generally that are causing these chemicals to course through my body and just keep going. Emotions are kind of like waves that are coming up on a beach. They could be super intense and knock you over, but they can also just come in and come out and they will subside. And if you think about a wave, they actually say that the actual process of an emotion in your body is only about 90 seconds. So we really just have to ride out the wave for 90 seconds, which when it's intense, 90 seconds can feel like a long time. But then what happens is we have another thought. And so that thought, the wave of emotion can start up again. That's why it can feel like it goes on for so long because we keep having thoughts and these thoughts keep fueling this feeling over and over and over again. But just to remind yourself, it's okay. Here it comes again. Here comes the wave again. I don't like it. It's gonna come in, describe it, and then it's gonna subside. So it's really important at this point to be gentle with yourself. How long does a feeling take to process? Well, maybe the average is 90 seconds, but there is no set time. It'll vary. And when the wave comes in, lean into it, describe it, relax into it, try and picture it. And then a few minutes later, it might come back. So you'll need to repeat the process for as long as it takes to subside. And it can be hard and that's okay because eventually it'll soften and you, you can watch it dissipate. 
Yeah. And what I was meaning by the 90 seconds is just the actual process of that emotion is 90 seconds. But like you pointed out, Heather, that there's no set time of how many times we're going to have these waves. We may be feeling them for a lot longer because we have constant waves coming in. So there's no set time for us to sit and process and like, oh, good, then I'm done. Anxiety's over or sadness is finished. We don't have to judge ourselves for that. Now, when it does subside and we sort of feel like we're spent, that our systems have processed this emotion, you could do some thought work. You could try to figure out what is it that I was thinking that caused that feeling. But when you're processing it, you don't need to go there. You can just make space for it. You can just know that, yes, I know that my thoughts lead to my feelings. I don't have to figure it out right now. So again... No judgment is really important. It's okay. All of our feelings are okay. We're human and we can handle processing them. And one of the most empowering things we can do is learn how to process emotions, which is the entire goal of this podcast. Our ability to process emotions is such an important piece of our self-confidence. If we know we can process all of our feelings, we're willing to live fully. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. That's why processing emotions is so important. We need to know that we can do it. And that helps us build our self-confidence in ourselves. The ability to tolerate all our emotions is such an important piece of our self-confidence. Now, all that being said, as we said earlier, there may be some emotions that you don't want to invest in time and processing, because these are emotions that don't do anything for you. They kind of keep you stuck. So these are, we call them indulgent emotions because they're sort of like indulgent food. They taste really good, maybe really comfortable, but there's no nutritional value. So these are these emotions that we have like worry and overwhelm and confusion that we can feel them but they don't really do anything for us. So we don't have to spend a lot of time processing them because they lead us to nowhere. So we can just notice the emotion and let it go. So it could be an emotion that you've spent time processing as well. So it could be sometimes we process emotions and they just keep coming back. It's like we have a a memory or they become a habit that we have these emotions over and over and over again. And maybe like anxiety can be one of those emotions. Oh, here it is again. And sometimes we're going to want to process it. And sometimes we're just going to want to acknowledge it and just let it go and keep going on with our day. We don't always have to follow that emotion. So this is exactly how you can listen to an emotion, but not obey it. And it doesn't have to be scary. And there's certainly nothing wrong with you. I imagine a bad day when you're buzzing and with anxiety or worry or stress and you're feeling like a victim to your circumstance. We all have those days. You know the ones I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing has gone 50, wrong. 50. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has gone wrong though. You can listen, acknowledge, and carry whatever that difficult emotion is around with you in your pocket, in your bag, in the trunk of your car. Or you can even put it on the shelf and come back to it later. You can acknowledge it have it running in the background, but continue on with your day. And that way you're owning it and it's not owning you. 
Oh, that is so true. You don't want to be the one who is owned by the emotion. You want to own it. So we want to allow and process all our difficult emotions if they're worth listening to or doing something about if we can learn something from them. Because when we're no longer afraid of emotions, we actually take bigger risks in our life, like smart risks. And we're likely gonna fail in life, we're likely gonna feel terrible, but we'll be so much better off when we understand that the worst thing that can happen to us is an emotion. An emotion is not gonna kill you, but we can tolerate any emotion. And ultimately, emotions are what help us achieve goals, cultivate that lasting resilience, which is what we want, the confidence and authentic happiness. They really are the experience of life. And that's why it is so important that we understand them and that we learn how to process them. Yeah, I love that. I mean, they play such a role in our life. So mastering this skill is, uh, I don't know, for me, it's a, it's a priority. Absolutely. So to recap, okay. First, name it. Second, breathe into it. Find the emotion in your body, describe it and ride the wave. Remind yourself that your thought caused your emotion. You own it. It doesn't own you. That's right. All emotions are there to teach us something. None of them are bad. They are just a part of that 50-50 of life. You're going to get sick of hearing us say that, but it's really such a powerful mindset to remind ourselves that life is 50-50. And because this is such an important skill, how to process emotions, and we've given you a lot of information, we have created a free download for you that you can get in the show notes and it will help guide you, help you understand and take you through the steps in processing emotion and give you some questions to help you in being able to describe your emotion. That being said, it's actually so helpful to have someone else guide you through processing an emotion. So we actually spend a lot of time with our coaching clients doing this. First, we act as the guide and we help them like process the emotion online live with us. And then we teach them how to do it on their own. So encourage them to start practicing it on their own. So if you think that you can benefit from having some help, then reach out to us. We offer free consults and we would love to chat with you. You can go to our website to sign up for a free consult. And our website is www.hl-lifecoaching.com. Or you can reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook at hl.lifecoaching. And if you like what you're hearing on our podcast, would you please do us a favor and tell everybody that you know about our podcast? We want to be able to help as many people as possible. And this is such a fun way of doing it. We hope that you have learned a little something. I encourage you to try out. Don't be afraid of trying to process the emotion. Like it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to be pleasant but it's not going to hurt you. So don't be afraid to do it and reach out if you need help. Hope everybody has a wonderful week and we'll see you next time.